Okay, welcome to episode two. I hope you all are having a good day or had a good day. Um, We're just doing well overall. This episode was created uh, a few months ago as well. And it was created in a, a weird state, but I think it turned out pretty well. And I hope you can take something from this. And I hope it's relaxing in a way, um, enjoyable. And yeah, this, I didn't, when I was creating this episode, I didn't know exactly where I was going to put it in the order if I was going to put it out at all. But obviously, I have decided to put it um, as episode two. And I hope you enjoy it. So. Take it as you will, and yeah, thank you so much for listening, and enjoy. So the first thing that I want to talk about is anxiety. Um, anxiety is a very broad thing. It's way more expansive than I thought it ever was years ago. And I feel my first experiences with anxiety was or it comes from a young age um it comes from probably around like five or six right when i was getting into the school system um when i was young i never liked authority i didn't like people telling me what to do unless it was my mom i didn't go for that i just didn't really i would refuse um people telling me what to do unless it was my mom So when I got into the school system, that all was new to me because before that, only my, my mom would tell me, you know, to do things. So then now I'm being placed in, in the school system with other people that are not my mom telling me to do things. Um, and I think at that time, I felt like I was being backed into a corner a lot of times when people would tell me to do things. So I would kind of burst out um, in anger, really because I was scared. Um, and I, I'd freak out and I'd throw fits and have tantrums and, and everything. Um, and that went on for a while. Um And yeah, I think that was my first few experiences with anxiety because anxiety comes up in many ways. Um, There's, you know, being scared, um, feeling like you're being pressured. So then, you know, you do things. Like there's OCD, there's constant worrying, um, and et cetera. And I think in that case, it was the, the pressuring um, of multiple people around me telling me how to do things or what to do. I just didn't like it, and I, I'd get angry. Um, I was a very angry, very angry child. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, after that, 
there was a time where it wasn't really bad. Um, and then years later around when I was, I think it really came back up, um, when I was like 11 or 12 and this is when I started to feel like anxious and nervous a lot of the times. And I'd constantly start worrying about everything imaginable. Um, I constantly overanalyze my surroundings, overthink my surroundings, overthink the people around me and how they think of me. And I'd have a lot of panic attacks and just, just around that time, it was really, really bad. When I got into middle school, the first year, it wasn't bad. But then seventh grade hit and eighth grade hit, and it really just came down on me. Um, and at times, it was so bad that I wouldn't, I would refuse to go to school because I was just scared of how people would look at me, which um, really sucks. And I, yeah, it really sucks. Um, but that went on for a while. Majority of my seventh grade year that went on. And that took a toll on my grades. Um, and I'd say about half of eighth grade year. Eighth grade year is when I really started feeling better about it. But then freshman year of high school hit. And it was very close to the worst it's ever been. I was beyond self-conscious um i would compare myself to other people all the time i never thought i was good enough for things i would constantly put myself down constantly put myself down and it really sucked and i feel really horrible just thinking about it but that that it was a really bad time um I always thought I looked different than other people. Um, like I thought I looked um, just weird or something. And I really think, I really think that people, you are more, yeah, you are more um, judgmental of yourself than anyone around you is of you. I think, I really think that you are your biggest critic. Um, and I know I for sure was freshman year. I, everything, I, my appearance, how I, you know, I'd wear what I wore. I never thought it looked good. I never thought I looked good. I always felt terrible every day. And that lasted most of my freshman year. And it held me back from doing a lot of things. Going to a lot of events, meeting new people, socializing as much as I wanted to. Just because I thought nobody would like me. Um, sophomore year hit and I was feeling better um, especially in the beginning of the year the first semester was a really good time um, and then things became began to crash down again and 
um, the, the self-conscious thoughts and stuff came back up and, and the overanalyzing, the overthinking came back up and it, it was really bad again. And now, um, I'm definitely better than, than I was before, but it, it's still with me. It still lingers and things do still come up. Um, and I, I really feel that anxiety, if you have anxiety, I feel like it, it never will fully go away. There will always be times for me, there's, there's always times where it comes back up in certain like bursts or like, you know, I'll put something on and I think I look a certain way or I look horrible or disproportionate or <laughs> something. Um, and it's hard for me to tell myself that I don't. It's hard for me to believe that I don't look a certain way or that, or yeah. I don't know. Um, it's crazy to think how anxiety can manifest itself physically. It could physically make you feel a certain way. It could physically make you feel horrible about yourself. Um, even when you know that that's not who you really are, it still finds some way to make you believe that it is. And that's insane. Um, and it's been a, it's always been with me from since, it, yeah, from a young age. And it's f for sure gotten better, um, no doubt. But it still comes up. Recently, it's been a little bit worse than usual, but um, it's not too crazy, and I'm. I'm sticking with it and and been doing really good and and not fully going back to that state. But I believe it affects everybody in some way. If you are a human being, you have had some experience with anxiety. And I don't believe it just goes away. So I wanted to talk about that for a while. Um, because it, it was a really big challenge for me in my, my middle school years and beginning of high school. And I, I didn't, I never really felt that it would ever get better and it has gotten better. It's still not gone though. Um, and it's so broad. The, the panic attacks, I've had a few panic attacks, um, not as bad as a lot of people, which I'm, I'm really grateful that I don't have severe, severe anxiety. Um, and I feel, I feel really bad for people who do. I just, I can't really, I like, 
I don't know. I just feel really bad for people who have to deal with severe, severe anxiety. Um, one, one of my first panic attacks and one of the first times that I really, um, really saw clearly the effects of anxiety was um, freshman year. I was in a store and my mom went a separate way and I went a separate way and I was looking at things and out of nowhere, my body temperature just flared and I got really red and I got really nervous for some reason and I was shaking and it, and it all felt like it, it all, it all happened so quickly that I really didn't have much time to fully wrap my head around what was going on. And I was freaking out, but I didn't want to, you know, make some big trouble. Like I didn't want to cause a scene or anything. And I just, I tried to find my mom and I was going around and I couldn't find her and I was freaking out. Every time I passed a person that was freaking out because then that went into being like, oh, can people notice? Do people notice that this is happening right now? Oh, do I look stupid? Oh, this and that. And then that made me worry more. And then it got worse, worse and worse. And I just walked outside and got into the car and just sat there. And I sat there for a while um, in complete silence. And I re- that's when I really began to realize that, yeah, this is, this is pretty bad. And after that, it was the, the next few weeks. I remember a bit, it was, it was really hard um, to go to school and, and really connect with other people and socialize and, and everything. Cause I felt like I had some issue or some problem and I had no idea how to fix it. And I, I was ashamed of it, which sucks because having anxiety and dealing with these things should not make you ashamed of yourself because everybody deals with this in some way. In some way, everybody deals with with some form of this. And it was hard for me because I didn't have a lot of people that I could talk to about this. Because going into freshman year, I didn't have a lot of friends, a lot of really close friends. Um, so I was really just stuck and confused and didn't know who I could go to. So I really dealt with it myself for a long time. Um, and yeah, it was, it was hard. It was really hard. Um, but yeah, all this really goes back. Like there's a lot of things that happened freshman year. Um, and this, this event really made me realize that this is, this is pretty bad. Um, 
and yeah, so, I guess, you know, hopefully you can take away, some things you can take away from this is, um, never feel like things that you're dealing with or, or problems that you feel are really severe or something, or if you're confused, never feel like that is a bad thing because it's not. You're human. It's, that's what happens. Everybody deals with that in some way um, or in some form, and it's not a bad thing. Never feel ashamed of yourself for being nervous or being scared of something. Um, just never feel ashamed of yourself if you deal with with these things. Because for the longest time, that's how I felt. I was very, very scared to to um, talk to people about it because I felt like they would just brush it off. Um, so I didn't talk about it, which made it worse. Do not feel like your problems or things that you're dealing with are not important. Um, please don't. Don't ever think that. Um, when when I was in the middle of all this, I truly didn't believe there was any any possible way that I would be able to get out of it, or be able to fully feel better. Um, and I did. It's not gone. It's still really hard at times, but. I've been able to take away things from that um, and the experiences and, and it's helped me in a way. So yeah, I wanted to talk about anxiety a bit because for the longest time I dealt with it and I have been dealing with it, it's not over. Um, and I just wanted to kind of tell my experience and um hopefully connect with somebody who who has dealt with it um severely in a way or has felt the same as i did um and yeah so that um so now i've talking about that I've talked about that um, now I want to talk about processing creative processing mental processing my experiences with these um, and I, I know I say that a lot I, I'm always saying like my experience um, because that's all I have I never want to you know, tell people how it really is or like tell people like oh my experience with things are the same as everyone else's because everybody else experiences things differently. 
everybody experiences everything differently in some way. Um, so now processing. Um, when I'm working on something, if I'm creating something, I, I make this, this roadmap in my head, which first of all, I want to say like, if you're ever feeling, you know, bummed out, feeling down on a certain day or, or whatever, um, creating things in any way for me has helped. It helps me a lot. Writing, writing down things, um, drawing. I'm not really the best drawer. Um, I'm really bad actually, but it helps me just using your hands, um, and creating something really helps. I feel it has for me. Um, I'll, if I'm feeling down a certain day, I'll, I'll sit down and write things, um, draw you know, or go and like play the keyboard or guitar or bass or whatever. Um, just take a hobby that you're really invested in and, and, and do it and find something that you really love to do um, and use that as an escape. And that's what I do. If you have a specific thing that you like to do, like some people, me personally, I, I also run. Um, running helps a lot for me. Um, it makes me feel more refreshed and better um, about myself. Um, some people like to paint. You could go and you could paint. Um, some people are amazing at drawing <laughs> so you you know so they'll go and you can go and draw something you can also pick up a new hobby maybe something that you never you've always wanted to do but you always felt like oh it'd be too hard um to do but going back to the first few things just creating or doing something really helps. Doing something with your hands. Doing something, um, building, creating, and that. So yeah, I'm sorry about the tangent, but I just wanted to put that out. Um, so in the next segment, I'm going to talk about the creative process that I go through and that I I do and mental process and and um yeah so I will talk about that then okay so processing as I talked about a little bit um before I went off on the tangent creative wise I um which I try to do a lot creatively um for myself I will, if I'm working on some big project 
or if I'm working on something that takes a lot of time, I will structure things out into portions um, and I'll create like a little mindset, well, not a little mindset, a little roadmap um, in my head of when I do what. Um, for instance, this um, this whole podcast thing, I have a lot of episodes before this um, that I have recorded and I've went through all of them and I, I have put things in order of when I want to put them out. I don't know where this is going to fit in um, yet, but uh, this will fit in somewhere hopefully. Um, and I have exact time periods of when I'm going to put them out. Um, so I kind of planned out when, what episode is going to go where, uh, when is it going to come out at what time. Um, and that just helps me. So in general, like if I'm working on a project for school or something, I will look at the overall project and then create a little roadmap, um, of when I'm going to do what and it helps a lot rather than just like starting something new and then going into it not knowing exactly what I'm going to do after I'm working on the thing that I'm currently working on um, portioning out things helps me a lot I I'm not really a fast going person I can get overwhelmed easily Um, So I really try and take my time to look at the overall picture of things and look at everything before I go in and start doing things. So um, that just helps me uh, creating a process in my head. I try not to be impulsive I think that's the right word I try not to be impulsive and just jump in and start things and then do that because most of the time if I if I thought if I start things um, if I start things before I plan most likely I'm not going to really finish what I started so I always try to plan ahead before I do something um, and I plan when I'm going to do it. Um, and it does take a little bit more time, but it helps in the long run from long run for me. Um, I do that with homework sometimes, although I'm a, I'm a pretty big procrastinator at times. Um, I'll get kind of like my homework together and then be like, okay, I'm going to do this on this day. And then I'll do this amount of this on this day. um, And then this amount of this on another day, depending on the time that I have before it's due or something like that. So to bring it all together, I really, in anything I do, I always try and get a big picture view of what I am doing. And I never try to just jump into things. Um, And yeah, so like mental processing, um, as I talked about in the previous segment, I I do tend to overanalyze sometimes. And for instance, like I know a lot of people do this. Um, if I'm if I walk into a room 
in a chaotic, busy room, I'll, I'll kind of analyze the room and um, create different scenarios in my head of something that could possibly happen and then think of solutions and stuff. And I, I analyze like how many people are in the room, what everybody's doing. I try and be aware of my surroundings, which um, kind of like, it's weird sometimes because I can be in a room filled with a lot of people or I could be surrounded by a lot of people and talking to a lot of people. But sometimes I'll just feel like not fully there and then I'll snap out of it and kind of go forward with what I was doing. Um, but yeah, I always, I definitely am more of an analytical I definitely have a more analytical mindset, I think, pretty slowly. Like, I'll, I'll take everything in, process it, and then go forth with what I'm, what I'm going to do or something like that. Um, I try not to be rambunctious. I'm not really energized. Um, and if I, you know, sometimes I am. Like, sometimes at school, depending on the classes or whatever, I can be, like, very energetic and kind of just wild and not really me. But if I'm if I'm with a select few people and if I'm with a certain amount of people, um, I can be closed off at times or very kind of just relaxed and um, calm. And that's what I usually am. Um Yeah. Uh, so processing for me is very, it's a very slow thing and it's different for everybody processing in general. Some people process things really quickly can like constantly be on the move, constantly do things where they're like, okay, I have to do this and I have to do this constantly just on the go. Um, I can't do that a lot cause I will get easily overwhelmed <laughs> and then I'll kind of freak out. So I have to really take a step back look at everything and then go forward after I completely know how everything is or whatever. So yeah. Um, so now I want to talk about something that I've always been interested in and um, I've always been interested in like the paranormal uh, definitely more so when I was younger, like a few years ago, I was obsessed with like ghost hunters and stuff. Um, very, very interested in that. And there's one, I have one experience that has like only really one experience that's really shaken me a bit. And I still like, confused by it but it was in 2015 um my grandma just passed away and we went to texas to look over her property and she did real estate so we my mom kind of like took care of that and and did looked at all the properties and we cleaned out her house and stuff because she was a bit of a hoarder um and i remember i got this book um, a little bit before we went to her house and we went in and I was reading it and stuff. And this was around Thanksgiving. Um, but we ate 
Thanksgiving dinner and stuff there. And, um, my aunt, um, brought out this like picture book of, um, my grandpa, my grandma, um, and like their wedding and just pictures of them when they were younger. And she gave me one. It was a picture of them, them two together, um, at their wedding. And I put it in the back of the book and I had it there, um, for the rest of the day. And after Thanksgiving dinner and everything, we went to the hotel, um, that we were staying at. And it was a motel actually. It was a motel and it was a, in a pretty bad side of town. Um, but we went in and my mom dropped me off or no. Yeah. We went in and we went to bed and then in the morning, my mom went out to go look at the properties and stuff again. And I stayed there and I was, I remember I was laying on my bed. I put the, the book on this table that was at the end of the bed on the wall opposite of the bed. Um, I put the book like pretty close to the middle, I feel. And I went to go sit down. I watched YouTube. Um, and I've, after a while, probably like an hour or 30 minutes or so, the book fell over and it fell off. I didn't know it was the book. I just heard something fell off um, of the table. And I was like, okay. And I didn't get up right away and look. So I just went back to watching YouTube. And then probably another hour later, I got up and I went around the bed. And then right at the end of the bed was the book. And it was open. It was open like, um, yeah, it was open. And the, the picture was right next to the book perfectly. And this could be a coincidence. I'm not instantly being like, Oh, a ghost or, Oh, is something is weird here or something, but it really is a little weird. Um, and I, I stood there and I like stared at it for a while and I instantly took a picture and I have the picture still. Um, but I instantly took a picture and, um, I'm trying to remember what, so I took the picture and then I called my mom and I was like freaking out and I was terrified. I was so terrified because this is one of the first times that I had something along the lines of like creepy happen really. Um, so I called her and I was freaking out and she was like, Oh, maybe, you know, it's like your guardian angel or like your grandma is watching you. And I was like, Oh, and although that's sweet and all, that's still a little, little scary. So I freaked out and I kept it there and I just jumped back on my bed and I was terrified. Um, and then she got home and she saw it and she was like, Oh, and kind of played it off. Um, and that stuck with me for a while. That was really, really scary. Um, and then actually, I'm trying to remember when we got home, when we got back home, I remember for like a month or so, sometime after we got home in the bathroom on the mirror, there would be like, there was this handprint in like the top left corner and it stayed there for literally like a month or so. So like when you take showers, um, I don't know about anybody else, but 
I take like absurdly hot showers. So like the steam comes out and it really fills up the bathroom and feel like, so like the steam would never cover the handprint. So there could be like the wind, not the window, the, the mirror would be blurry and, you know, have steam on it and stuff and fog or whatever. And that handprint would always stay there. Nothing would ever cover it up. And it was there for a very long time. And that was really weird too. I never really thought anything of it for a while, but now that I'm thinking about it, now that I am thinking about it, it's weird. Um, but again, I'm not fully um, like on one side of like, oh, ghosts are 100% real and there's so many freaky things and this and that. Um, but I do think that, you know, I think they're real in some way. Not in the way of like, oh, you're walking and you walk into the kitchen and you see like a, a man in a top hat standing there and he like talks to you fluently and like, and then just disappears or something like that. I don't really believe that exactly, but I do believe that um, they're more, it's more in the form of energy and possibly even in like the radio waves and stuff. Um I definitely feel it's more of an energy thing rather than, oh, they take all this energy and then can manifest themselves and appear in front of you and this and that. Um, I definitely think it's not like that in, in a way. But, I mean, there's always a possibility. You never know. You really don't know. The unknown is a little scary at times. But, yeah, you don't you don't really know. Um. But yeah, this was this was at the time, like 2015, 2014, I was obsessed with paranormal stuff. I'd watch like paranormal um streams on YouTube and I'd watch like the Ghostbusters not Ghostbusters. <laughs> um Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures and stuff like that a lot when I was young. Um and it always just really intrigued me. Now looking at it, um, I'll still like watch Ghost Adventures from time to time. Although I know that, you know, a lot of things in in the show is for sure fake um, because it is a pretty big TV show now. So they do have to do some theatrical things and make you know things pop out and stuff for the sake of viewership and stuff. But. Um, it's still interesting. I still like it from time to time. Um, I'm definitely, I definitely go into it more critically than I did when I was younger. Um, when I watched the episodes, but anything's possible And that, you know, um, the one th- theory, quote unquote theory that I have, um, and I wrote it in my notes a few years ago is I feel like every remember this correctly because I don't have it right in front of me I think I wrote like every object has a geom oh I don't know if that's right like very sharp well has a geometrical shape to it like everything has some shape to it and 
let me see what did I say everything has a shape to it and um, you don't like people it, in some instances I feel like when something pops up that doesn't have an exact geometrical shape to it such as like hallucinations or your eyes can play tricks on you and make things pop up that don't exactly look geometrical in shape and I think then people can instantly go into thinking that, oh, I just saw a ghost or, oh, I just saw, you know, something, something creepy um, because it, it doesn't go along the, the quote unquote law of everything having some geometrical shape in the earth, I guess. Um, everybody, everything is built up with lines and curves and stuff or yeah. So I don't know if that made sense anyway, but I remember writing that. I also wrote down um, like a lot in a lot of these shows, which is always just like, I don't know. I've never really believed it. Even when I was younger, when like in Ghost Adventures and stuff, you'd hear like the interviews and the pers- people would be like, oh, I saw some, some dude came up to me and like shook my hand and talked to me and like we had a conversation and he like disappeared when I turned around or something. Oh, I saw like a real man or like looked like a real man or something. In a lot of, in a lot of cases, people don't ever talk about like seeing a caveman or something like that. It's always like some dude or some woman in a fancy dress or a suit and a top hat, bifocals or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have it in front of me, the notes that I exactly like typed down, but I think it says something along the lines of that. And that might be a little confusing, but so be it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, the paranormal, I was always interested in that. I always liked, um, oh, what's it called? Destination Truth. I'm going to look that up right now. I don't know if they're still like making episodes and stuff. There's five seasons. No, I don't think they are. But yeah, like Destination Truth, which if you don't know what Destination Truth was, it was pretty much like this team of guys and they travel the world and like, quote, like not quote unquote, They'd, they'd like make episodes about certain mythological beings and then they'd actually go out to like places where they're, they've supposedly been sighted and try and find evidence of them. And I was obsessed with that stuff, like as well, like mythology and stuff like that when I was young. I really enjoyed that. Um, and now looking back at it, it's really crazy to think like, of course, you know, there's possibilities to things. But it's crazy to think how easy it was for like episode or shows and stuff to really like make me believe certain things. And they kind of had like this control. Like they wanted me, you know, wanted me to believe something. And most likely if they you know, did something like crazy or something, I would believe it. Um, 
I think kids are susceptible to that though. Um, and then as I grew older, I really understood like, oh, well, maybe, maybe this isn't exactly what happened or something like that. Um, now I have a mindset of like, I have a very scientific mindset where I'll be like, it's not where I, I'll instantly dis like, or shut something down because there's, oh, there's no science to back it up or this and that. It's not really who I am. But if there's like unsolved things or possible things or crazy things that happen, I'll always be like, oh, is there possibly something, um, is there possibly some scientific meaning to it or scientific cause or something? And if there's not, then I don't know. But I'm, I really would like, I really think I'm pretty open-minded. I don't um, go, like, I'm not irrational. I don't, if somebody tells me something, I'm not going to be like, no, that's not real. There's no way, or this and that. You know, I always, I always try and understand, like, different points of view and um, always understand, like, always really take into account what somebody's saying to me, um, even if I don't exactly believe what's, you know, some things. I'll never just be like, no, you're stupid or no, what you're believing is wrong or that's so dumb or this and that. I can't stand that. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know where this, this episode really went. Um, but yeah, um, I think that'll be it. Um, thank you for listening. If you've listened, um, throughout it all. Um, again, I don't know exactly where this is going to fall in the order. Um, but I definitely want to, want to put this out, um, somewhere. So again, thank you so much for listening and I hope it was interesting in some way. And yeah, thank you.